You're listening to the Paradigms Perspectives Podcast. Have you ever wondered, there has to be a better way to achieve my dreams and to achieve my goals and do it in half the time and half the stress? Well, that's exactly what we do on the Paradigms Perspectives Podcast. We give you tools, strategies, resources, insights, and different perspectives on different areas of your life. We also cover current events that are going on in the world as well to help you achieve those dreams and goals and half the time we have to stress. On behalf of the Paradise of Perspectives podcast, I would like to say thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Paradise of Perspectives podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about stress, stress management, and stress triggers. Yes, that's right. Stress, stress management, and stress triggers. So let's get right into it. As I mentioned on previous episodes, that mental health uh, and stress has been very popular topics of conversation uh, within the last five years as A lot of people have been stressing out, pun intended, and have been dealing with mental health issues. So, on today's episode, let's talk about what is stress. The definition of stress is as follows. It is pressure or tension exerted on a material object. I'll say that one more time. Stress is classified as pressure or tension exerted on a material object. Stress can also be classified as a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. I'll say that one more time. Stress can also be classified as a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Now, stress management. Stress management is a wide spectrum of techniques and psychotherapies aimed at controlling a person's level of stress, especially chronic stress usually for the purpose of improving everyday functioning. I'll say that one more time. Stress management is a wide spectrum of techniques and psychotherapies aimed at controlling a person's level of stress, especially chronic stress, usually for the purpose of improving everyday functioning. And this is what everybody has been working on for those last five years is stress management. How to properly manage your stress. How to properly properly make sure that your stress doesn't get too high. It's always said, you know, some stress is good, but when you have high levels of stress, especially chronic stress, and if it's not maintained properly, then, you know, It can present uh, health issues. Now let's talk about a trigger. A trigger is any sensory reminder of a traumatic event. 
I'll say that again. A trigger is a sensory reminder of a traumatic event. It could be a sound. It could be a sight. It could be a smell. It could be a physical sensation or even a time of day or season. I'll say that again. A trigger can be a sound, a sight, a smell, a physical sensation, or even time of the day or season. Now, let's talk about some of the common stress triggers. Yes. The first up, uh, the number one common stress trigger is when you're feeling like there's a lot of pressure in your life. Yes. When you feel like there's a lot of pressure that you have to deal with. As we talked about in the intro, stress is pressure or tension exerted on a material object. In this case, a material object would be you. But a common stress trigger is is when you feel like there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot to deal with. And whether you have the competence or not, or at least in the right cognitive mindset at that time, if you feel like you have a lot of pressure and there's not enough clarity, then this could lead to uh, you having a, uh, a stress trigger. Number two, uh, when you feel like you have to face big changes in life, uh, a lot of us, even though we are the ultimate adaptation machine, according to uh, Tom Bilyeu from Impact Theory, which I totally agree with, um, a lot of us feel very overwhelmed and intimidated by big changes in our life. Uh, we are creatures of habit. Uh, we love consistency. We love for things to stay the same, not to change. So when you're facing big changes in your life, whether you have experience with facing big changes in your life or it may even be a similar change to what you uh, previously experienced, it's still can be overwhelming and it still can cause a stress trigger. Uh, number three, when you're worried about something. Yes, when you are worried about something. And like I said, I've I, I developed my own uh, major stress triggers, which I'll talk about in the next segment. So uh, just stick around. But yes, when you're worried about something, this is one of the absolute most common and easiest ways to have a stress trigger is when you're worried about something. As I said before on this podcast, the body works best when it's relaxed. And when you're worried about something, you are not relaxed, which easily can cause a stress trigger leading to stress. Number four, when you feel like you don't have much or any control over an outcome or situation, a.k.a. when you feel like you're powerless or you feel like there's really nothing that you can do, then that can also lead to a stress trigger because we like to have control. We like to want to know that we can do something about a specific situation and generate a specific outcome as well in a specific situation. And lastly, number five, 
when you have responsibilities that you feel that are overwhelming. Sometimes this is voluntary, and sometimes the responsibilities are involuntary. But if you still have responsibilities that you feel are overwhelming, more than likely that can lead to a stress trigger. Now, let's talk about the major stress triggers. The four major stress triggers that I've developed. Now, like I said, previously in a previous segment, we talked about the common stress triggers. But these are the four major stress triggers in the sense that those five triggers, those five common triggers that I mentioned earlier, will fall on somewhere underneath one of these four major stress, major stress triggers. And the four major stress triggers are perfectionism, overthinking, destructive distractions, and external catalysts. I'll say that again. The four major stress triggers are perfectionism, overthinking, destructive distractions, and external catalysts. One of the major and most common stress triggers is perfectionism. That's right, perfectionism. Now, this is the this is is the downside of being a perfectionist. Now, the good side of being a perfectionist is you have high standards, which you don't always hit those standards, but you have a high probability of being a high achiever and achieving a lot of great things and even living your dream lifestyle. So being a perfectionist can help and work in your favor in the sense that it can uh, help you achieve your goals and dreams and live a fulfilled lifestyle based on your desired goals and dreams. Now, the downsides of being a perfectionist is perfectionism, which when everything has to be perfect and when it does not go according to plan or when it's not perfect, then that is when you're gonna have the perfectionism stress trigger activated, which is gonna cause a stress trigger, which is going to lead to stress in your life, which is going to cause cortisol, the stress hormone, to be released in your bloodstream. You're also going to have uh, norepinephrine, another hormone or chemical released in your bloodstream. And you're also going to have adrenaline as well. And you're going to have an excess of these chemicals or or these hormones. So like, you know, the main uh, diagnosis for stress is hypertension. As I went over this in a previous podcast episode, I'll go over it again. Hyper, meaning a lot or very high. Hypertension. Remember Stress is just tension or pressure. So when you put hyper, which is a lot, tension, which is stress, you put those two words together, you get hypertension, which is you're highly stressed, a.k.a. you have high blood pressure because you have high levels of 
cortisol, um, norepinephrine, and adrenaline in, in your bloodstream at that moment. Hence the reason why you have high blood pressure and you have hypertension. So yes, perfectionism, uh, which kills a lot of dreams and goals as well, but you know, when your finance is not going right, you want it to be perfect. It's not perfect. Perfectionism kicks in. Now you're stressed out. Your health. You're not in the best health. You don't have the most energy. You want it to be perfect. Stress trigger. Stress kicks in. Um, your relationships. Your relationships are not the best. Then what happens? Perfectionism. Stress kicks in. Now you have hypertension as well. So yes, as you can see, uh, when you have a high dosage of perfectionism, mentally and physically, uh, it can easily lead to a stress trigger. And most people are uh, stressed out about that. Like I said, it's the perfectionism. Oh, you didn't get the car that you wanted. Oh, it has to be perfect. It didn't go. The party that you was planning didn't go as, as, as a corner plan. You didn't get into the college that you wanted. You're not dating the person that you want to date. You may potentially didn't have kids with the person that you envisioned having kids with. Whatever the situation is, if it, if, it, if it has to be perfect and you have a hard time dealing with that, more than likely it's going to lead to stress. Next, another very common major stress trigger is overthinking, yes. A lot of times as people, we think too much. We're too much in our heads. It's one thing, okay, hey, this didn't go kind of, it wasn't perfect. But part of the reason why it wasn't perfect is because you overthought it. You think too much. You can't control everything. Sometimes things are just going to have to happen. And sometimes you're not going to have all of the information. You're just going to have to make a decision. This is why I say life is all about adjustments. But yes, when you overthink things, get too much in your head, not enough in your body, not experiencing life. When you think too much, it, it's you, you're definitely going to be stressed out. Without a shadow of a doubt, you're definitely going to be, because you're thinking too much. Now, the brain is meant to think. But if you're thinking too much and it's not coming to you and you continue to think, you're just going to make it worse. But part of this happens when you're in beta. Stress happens when you're in beta. When you have a beta mindset or you're currently in beta brainwaves, this is when this stress will occur. This is when this overthinking will occur. Because the prefrontal and the neocortexes are still activated. They need to be shut down. But because you're in beta, they stay on. And when things don't go according to plan, and when you're thinking about things, you, you, you're forcing it. You're exerting a lot of energy with this. You know, you're going to try to make this thing work. You're going to try your hardest to overthink it. You're going to try your hardest to solve this problem or to solve this issue. It needs to get done now. 
you're overthinking it or when you blow stuff out of proportion. You know, as we say in America, you told a mohill into a mountain. Mountain. Something that was supposed to be so small, so small or so simple. You make it very big. You, you're overthinking about it. You're making it too big. Once again, stress trigger. Number three, destructive distractions. Now, originally when I came up with this, it was just distractions. But the reason why I added the adjective destructive is because distractions are exactly that. They can be very destructive in your life. They can destroy uh, or wreak chaos in your life on the dreams and goals that you are trying to pursue. But distractions are just a way for you to not focus on what you really need to focus on. It's taking your attention away. It's taking your focus away from investing time into what you say you want. This is why we always say energy goes where attention flows. Distractions take your attention away and fixate your attention on something else, usually of a lesser value. And we all know the most destructive distraction in today's society is social media. Social media is a big distraction. I don't get it wrong. Social media can be used for marketing, actual marketing purposes to sell product and to sell services. But in today's modern society, most of it is destructive distractions. It's killing a lot of time, a lot of productivity. A lot of time that we as a society waste on social media, we could be putting that back into ourselves. We could be learning, growing, and developing. But we're not. It's similar to the TV, how a lot of people watch eight hours of television a day. You have some people that are on social media eight hours a day or even more. And you're completely distracted. And then five years go by, and that thing that you wanted, you still haven't accomplished yet. Ten years go by. And you wake up, you're like, whoa, why did this happen to me? It's been 10 years and I haven't really... It's because you've been distracted. And you've been stressed out the whole time. Your best ideas, your best word that will come from when you stress. Your best ideas come from when you're relaxed. Or when you're not distracted and you're focused. But yes... Distractions. I even talk about this in my book that you need to either eliminate or severely limit distractions. It's one of the things that millionaires, the wealthy, and very successful people do. They eliminate or they reduce distractions. And you should do the same. And the last one. External catalyst. Yes, external catalyst. What does that mean? That just simply means outside forces or outside influences. So it could be a person or it could be an environment or it could even be a structure. So when I say an environment, it could be a certain environment where 
but you you know you're not vibing with it right or the chemistry's off or it's just not your preferred environment and it throws you off and you just don't fit in or it just don't meet your standards that could easily stress you out if you're in an environment where you vibrate at a low frequency that's just not for you or like I said it could even be a person a person that when, when they get around you they just sap your energy you know energy is contagious they're very negative they're very narcissistic they're very controversial like those are just not your people so I would recommend just you know making necessary adjustments or it could be you know like I said it could be a structure it could be a business it could be an employer as well you just want to try to make sure you reduce or eliminate those uh, external callus that just stress you out especially the people you know some people they just stress you out over nothing you like you know what I gotta remove myself from this person or reduce my time with this person because it's, it's not gonna be good it's an attack against your health and you have to protect your health so and you just have to say you know what it is just time for me to move on and like I said to eliminate or reduce the amount of time that you spend with that person next I really just want to talk about something really quick something that all four of these stress triggers have in common what does perfectionism, overthinking, destructive distractions, and external accountants all have in common? They all can be strategically used to trigger the other one, which can trigger a process, what I call cortisol chaos. That's right, cortisol chaos, cortisol being the stress hormone. When these four stress triggers are operating in unison they trigger a process that I call cortisol chaos in which when all four of these triggers are operating simultaneously it creates a loop or a cycle it's like being on a hamster wheel it is very hard to get off of so it can work like this this is just one example of the way it can work. You can have a distraction. Then, because you're distracted, you didn't achieve the goals that you want to achieve for the day. So now you're overthinking that, number one, you didn't achieve those goals, and then two, now you're going to be overthinking the rest of the day and trying to make sure that the rest of the day goes as perfectly according to plan, which is going to lead right into perfectionism, which it won't be perfect. So because you had a distraction that led you to overthinking, that led to perfectionism, then you're also going to be interacting with others. And there may be a high probability that you may run into an external catalyst that day and hence now you're on that hamster wheel 
or now you're part of the court is our chaos and your whole day just spiraled out of control and you go home you're tired you're exhausted and you can't figure out what happened today why did this happen to me you got all these questions but you got no answers the answer is is that you you trigger unconsciously you trigger the major stress triggers which when compounded led to the cortisol chaos cycle that is how that works and as i said before as dr joe dispenser mentioned 90 percent of people are unconscious 90 percent of the time so this is all of the subconscious stuff that is going on in your brain in your bloodstream and in your body so you may be asking yourself joe how did you even develop or come up with these four major stress triggers in the first place well if you ask that question that's a good question and this is a special shout out to brandon grill on linkedin he asked me this question as we were uh, connecting during the DMs and I was telling him about my background and, and stress management and I was telling him how I came up with these four major types and he was like, hey, you know, how did you come up with this stuff? And I told him that when I did the podcast episode that I would be sure uh, to give him credit as the source material uh, for this particular segment of the, of the content. So. As promised, Brandon, uh, if you're listening, uh, this is how I came up with the four major stress triggers. But before that, I want to also talk about something I forgot to mention, that there's two types of stress. There's acute stress, and then there's chronic stress. I'll say that again. There's acute stress, and then there's chronic stress. Acute stress is small stress which is something that all of us need, all of us in our body. Even me as a very relaxed individual and understand this neuroscience stuff at a very high cognitive level, level um, I still have stress too. Now, even though most of my stress is acute, and like I said, I'm very cognitive of when I am becoming stressed, even on an acute level, um, it is something, like I said, that I still uh, am aware of. Now, the second form of stress is chronic stress. This is what majority of the people uh, are dealing with when they're stressed out is chronic. And chronic is uh, is a large quantities, but it's also but it's also compounded. So chronic comes from compounded, which in this case is habitual which as I talked about before, as Rama and Sharma always says, you know, the power of automaticity. So the chronic stress is automatic now because it's been uh, replicated so many times and the body looks for patterns and rhythms naturally. And it gets accustomed to these uh, rhythms, whether they are good or whether they are bad. So once again, a lot of times chronic stress comes from the actual, like I said, the cortisol chaos cycle is where a lot of this chronic stress comes from. And because they, uh, the individual or the, or the group of individuals haven't had a significant stress management system or resources or solutions in the past, 
Hence the reason why they're still on cortisol chaos and they have this chronic stress and they're very they're struggling in life. I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. They are struggling in life. But getting back to the question, okay, how did I develop the four major stress types? Number one, intuition. I mean, intelligence is something that comes natural to me. I've also developed it. As I mentioned before, all talent and uh, raw skills or, or anything that is raw or original in nature does require development. But being a visionary and being very intuitive, this was just something that just came uh, very intuitive to me. Uh, so that was one way how I um, develop these uh, four major stress triggers. Number two, uh, I have high cognition. Going back to uh, development. So like I said, I have high intellect and that led me to having a high level of consciousness which increased to cognition. If you, if you heard me before talk about my, uh, my competency code uh, process, in which, you know, in order to have competency, you need to have uh, confidence. Well, in order to have confidence, you need to have courage. In order to have courage, you need to have cognition. In order for you to have cognition, you need to have consciousness. And in order for you to have consciousness, you need to have a paradigm shift. But once again, Going back to the high cognition, I have high cognition because I had a, I have high um, consciousness, which is because of the paradigm shifts that I've had in my life. But in simple terms, what that basically means is that I operate as far as as a vibration or in brain waves, I operate primarily in theta, what is sometimes called extreme flow. And flow is a state of uh, consciousness and cognition. So when you operate in theta, it allows you to um, formulate ideas, frameworks, understanding around very complex things that are going on in the world. And I may have mentioned this before, but most people are in beta. When you wake up, you wake up in beta. And since we're talking about stress, like I said before, stress primarily happens when you are in, um, in beta. And also, stress is just pressure or tension. Well, the best way to avoid this or to manage this is to be relaxed. But in order for you to be, but when you have more competency, you'll be more relaxed. But like I said before, but in order for you to even to get to more competency, you have to change your paradigm. And you have to change your identity. And your values are going to have to change. So once your identity changes, your 
but that's also starting with number one, your environment. So in order to change your identity, you need to change your environment. So you change your environment, you change your identity. Once your identity changes, your paradigm is going to change. Your paradigm, once you have a paradigm shift, then that will open you up to becoming conscious. Once you now have consciousness, then you can develop cognition. Once you develop cognition, then you can develop courage. Once you have courage, you can have confidence. And then once you have confidence, that will then lead you to competence. And once you have competence, then that will lead you to flow. And when you're in flow, that will make you achieving your dreams, your goals, and your desired fulfilled lifestyle a whole lot easier and a whole lot more fun. So the next way I was able to develop these four major stress triggers is observation. I'm very observant. Like, I love to observe things. You know, a lot of times I'll be the person that's in a room and I do more listening and looking and watching than I'm actually doing talking because I'm observing what's going on. So I just, you know, was doing a lot of observing and I started, you know, looking at these patterns. That's another thing, too. I'm good at pattern recognition. So the observ my observation led to the patterns. I'm looking for the patterns. Another way that I was able to develop these stress triggers is analysis. I'm very good at analysis. Now, like I said before, I'm not analytical, but I'm, I'm very good at analysis. I'm good at analyzing the data not necessarily managing the data or collecting the data, but I'm good at analyzing the data. And last but not least, I would say um, correlation connection. That's right, correlation connection in the sense that understanding the correlation and the connection of past events and performance. I'll say that again. Correlation connection is the understanding of the correlation and the connecting of past events and performance. So let's talk about it. Number one, perfectionism, right? I started understanding and realizing that, hey, you know what? Perfectionism, when I started really learning that the body works best when it's relaxed, I started realizing that, hey, a lot of people, you know, they have this perfectionism mindset. They want everything to be, you know, uh, perfect. And then I started noticing that they, these are people that are highly stressed out. So then I started putting, the, like I said, the correlation connection together. Okay, well, there must be something to perfectionism and stress because these people that are operating in perfectionism not being a perfectionist, they're, they're stressed out. 
So it must be something to it. So boom. That is how uh, perfectionism became a stress trigger. Then, too, I started also observing and correlating the fact that a lot of people think too much. They overthink. And that overthinking leads to them planning, 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 planning. Like they got to overthink. They got to plan out every single thing before they get started. And I started realizing, I'm like, all that thinking and all that planning, too, you too much in your head. You're going to stress yourself out. That was another thing here, too. I found that a lot of people, they used to overthink. They'd be the ones that'd be stressed out. I'll be having conversations with them. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm stressed. What you mean you stressed? Yeah, I'm stressed. Well, why am I stressed? Oh, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking, like, you ask the right, like Bob Proctor says, you, write, you ask the right questions, you will get the right answers. So I just started asking these follow-up questions. And then the information started to be revealed to me. And I'm like, oh, that's another one. So people that are also stressed out, they also overthink. Then, like I said, the destructive distractions. I started having friends that, you know, they whole day would get hijacked by distractions. And then they'll feel bad and they'll be mad that they was unproductive. They didn't really do nothing throughout the whole day. And I would see how destructive it was in their life, how it was, you know, stressing them out, pun intended. So I'm like, okay, there must be something to distractions as well because you got distracted your whole day. Your whole day is thrown off. Now you stressed out because you didn't get what you wanted to get done. And then lastly, external catalysts. I started noticing when certain people start hanging around certain people, they would become stressed out or they become erratic. Or, you know, it just wasn't be a fun or pleasurable experience anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay, yes, energy is contagious. This person is around, so that's when they become stressed. When that person is not around, they're very relaxed, they're very comfortable. So that is how I develop the four major stress triggers. This concludes today's episode. We hope you really enjoyed yourself and you learned something from this episode. We want you to take those insights and these strategies and the blueprint and go out and execute them so that you can achieve your dreams and your goals in half the time or half the stress. Once again, thank you for listening to the Paradigms of Perspectives podcast, and we look forward to seeing you in another episode.